Yesterday's episode was all about the numbers, but today's episode is about the film. What did the film tell me, and why did it say that K. Clubbick needs to stop acting like an Avenger? I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I am a national scout for the Draft Network as well as part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And as I always tell you, the founder of the Scouting Room, guys. Thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day. Thank y'all so much for being my everydayers and my Clemson Tiger family. I appreciate and love you guys uh, from the bottom of DP's heart, from the bottom of DP's heart. But, man, we have a good show. Uh, yesterday, like I said, we went through the numbers. We looked at PFF, and we talked about it. Now I went through the film. I, I looked and saw everything that went on. What did I pick up? K. Clement needs to stop playing hero ball. Don't be a superhero. Be our quarterback. Offensive concepts, they're improving. They're improving. And I got to i gotta give Garrett Riley his just due. And who are wide receiver one and wide receiver two for your Clemson Tigers? But before we get into all of that, before we get into all of that, today's episode of Locked On Clemson has been brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Guys. Don't be a hero, Kate. Do not be a hero. We don't need you to be a superhero, okay? We don't need you to be Spider-Man. We don't need you to be Captain America. We don't need you to be any of the Avengers. None of them, all right? Black Hawk, whoever. It doesn't really matter. We don't need, we do not need Kate Klubnik, QB1, to act as a superhero for the Clemson Tigers. No need, all right? Instead of trying to be Superman, sometimes I just need you to be Clark Kent. And what I mean by that is when I watched the film, I saw a a, a player that when, like, and this goes to, so, of course, the two turnovers, the first one was, um, was like, it was a off-target snap by Will Putnam. He snapped it outside to the left of Cade. Cade didn't get his, couldn't get his hands on it. What Cade tried to do is, instead of just corralling the, the snap, he tried to go from try to corral a snap and then immediately like finish the play. It's supposed to be like a, it looks like a run, like a zone read with him and I think Phil Maffa. And the ball went straight through his hands, hit Phil Maffa, bounced forward, and then the DB, you know, defensive player for Charleston Southern picked it up. And, you know, they returned it to the one. Shout out to K for chasing them down and stopping it from being an immediate score, but they ended up scoring nonetheless. But it was that, and then on the on the interception, right? So on the interception. Cade is out there just instead of he's turning he, he turned down the quick stuff and I always say this toolsy quarterbacks the one coaching point you have to get with toolsy quarterbacks with their development is simple don't do the most yes I get it you have a strong arm yes I get it you're four 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 five athlete but you don't always have to escape the pocket you don't always have to throw it in the double coverage and try to show everybody the arm talent right. I always say, I, any any quarterback I've talked to, any quarterback I've talked to that's in college, even high school, you know, the young kids in my neighborhood that I talk to as well that are high school recruits, I tell them all the same thing. Do what Tom Brady did. Do, do, the, 
do the Tom Brady stuff, right? In terms of Tom Brady was deemed boring because he didn't take all the deep shots until he got Randy Moss. But he was he was take the boring throw because if you're gonna give me a five yard out and have my receiver can get nine, I'm gonna take that. And that's what Cade Clement needs to do. Take the boring route. Take the Tom Brady route. If it's a quick out route, if it's a quick option route, if it's a sit down, a hitch, those type of things, don't turn it down to look upfield. It's very difficult, guys, to go to do low to high reads. Okay, you typically, if you got a, if you want to, if you, if the offensive coordinator and the coaches want you, uh, you know, they have a high low concept, or you have the the deep deep shot intermediate and, and underneath. Typically, it's high to low. It's not low to high. It's very difficult to go from reading underneath and then look back up because timing wise, it just it's not right. Nothing is going to work the way you want it to. So, what does that mean? That K. Klubnik has to not turn down those throws to try and play superhero football. You know what I'm saying? Don't go Russell Westbrook on me. All right. Instead of trying to kick it to, to KD in the corner at OKC, you're over here driving all five defenders on, on against the Golden State Warriors. Absolutely not, Kate. So that's the main thing is like just for him to settle down early in games. That interception, like he had an out route. It was a um kind of a, a delayed release, if I remember correctly. Jake Brinningstool was kind of like lined up as like H back off the line. And I did. I broke the tape down on the Patreon and everything, so that I'll drop the the link in there. You guys can subscribe and go watch it because I feel like you know, it, you know I want to bring that that extra this week because I can't do it on this channel. But Cade Clinton runs out, and I'm not Cade <laughs> Jake Brinstow runs out. Cade instead of like throwing that out, it's open immediately. That's that's good yardage there. He then pivots, comes through another read, comes through another read. Holds the ball, he's drifting backwards, and now he's fade away shooting because now you have defenders free running because you really hurt your offensive line by playing hero ball and holding on to the football. Then you just chuck it up for, for dear life and send it up a prayer, and the prayer was answered for the other team. So it's like, come on, Kate. You know what I mean? So those type of things you can't do. You can't turn down easy throws for more difficult ones, right? You, you don't look at it like, mm, nah, I don't like that. No, take it. Take it, Kate. Like, if, if they give it to you, take it. It doesn't make it. I don't want to hear none of that. Take it. So, stop. Don't be a hero. You know, I, I, he has to learn how to play. I'll, I, as you guys know, I tied, I'll tie together baseball, uh, boxing, basketball, even track. Uh, when it comes to football, there's all the all those other sports. A lot, of, a lot of analysts don't give you guys that, but I'm going to give it to you because it makes sense. And it's, I, I'm, it's easy to compare and tie together. So, Man, when I look at it, it's like Cade has to learn how to be a, a point guard of the offense and then be that elite QB. So the, that's the that's the maturation process, because when you when you're a point guard, you're distributing the football to your team. Right. So you're getting it out. Right. You're Rajon Rondo and you're you're you are uh, Chris Pauling it, Steve Nashing it, Jason Kidding it. You're doing all those things in terms of, hey. Easy, easy, easy three-point shot. You know what I mean? Take the easy stuff. Get the ball. Distribute it to your playmakers. And then when you become that Steph Curry, where now they have to worry about you because you're already – you become that 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 top-tier type of point guard where you can pass the ball, you can get eight, nine assists, ten assists, but now it's all about you can score yourself and you're a threat and a weapon yourself. That's when you become the elite, okay? So he has to learn how to distribute and be a point guard first. 
be a point guard, run the offense, run it efficiently, right? So then you can, and then the game slows down for you, and then the coaching staff gains more trust in you. You trust more of yourself, and from there, now everything expands, and now you can start being the five-star, the five-tool player that you are, K. Klubnik. So I, I need to see him calm down, settle down, don't be a hero, be a point guard, and evolve. Be a point guard and evolve. Go from that point guard, that distributing role, to being that elite game changer at the quarterback position because he's got the talent and physical tools to do so. But he, I mean, he overall, besides those couple of plays, he he did good, right? He, 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 I would say he started finding, he started finding lanes in, to, to pass the ball, like he, you know, the, the throw to, um, the throw to Bo Collins on the. On the bender, on the over route was fantastic. Put it right around the money, right, and things like that. So you know he, he showcased accuracy, he showcased anticipation, he showcased timing, he showed the things that you need to see and that you want to see. And I truly believe, and, and I'm gonna say this, man, I'm 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 excited for his development. I'm excited for his growth. I'm excited for his development. This young man is talented, and he can take us to the promised land. He's just gotta mature and develop and settle down so the game can slow down. So he can play faster, okay? Because that's a big thing for him. He's not playing as fast as, as he could because he's still unsure of things. He's double pumping, clutching, you know, you know, things of that nature. And it's like, calm down, calm down. All right, calm down. Trust yourself, trust your eyes, and let it rip. I mean, anytime you see a guy like a, a young quarterback, mm, they're gun shy at times. They don't trust what they see, right? And because it's a different ball game, going from college and reading at the at the next level, you know, going from high school to college, the windows are are, are different. Then going from college to NFL, the windows are different. So it's all about getting used to it, and the reps are going to help. But guys, I'm gonna tell you right now, talking about the reps helping, the reps are going to also not just help Cade, but the offensive concepts are going to help Cade, and they have improved. And I like what I've seen from game one to game two, and I'm going to tell you why next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Guys, trying to buy tickets at the last minute for your favorite events shouldn't be as stressful as it is, but it is. Because at the last minute, you're hunting down the best price, you're competing with other buyers for the same event, and you're trying to avoid being scammed by scammers and dealing with crazy scalpers, right? But game time is where you game time is where it's at, is where you need to be because it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. The tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you will absolutely love the images of the seat view so you know exactly what you'll be able to see. Right now, Clemson Tiger fans, you have the Florida Atlantic Isles coming in this Saturday. You want to go to the game? You can go as cheap as $32 on game time right now. Their cheapest ticket is $32. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Credit to Garrett Riley, offensive coordinator for your Clemson Tigers. I see positive things, and watching the tape of the game versus the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, I liked what I saw. And, and, and you know, I criticized the no deep passes on yesterday's podcast, and I still feel that way, but not as strongly in the sense of he showcased that like, he ran some deep routes. And, and Cade, it goes back to Cade not being a, a hero. Cade not predetermining reads, right? He did that in this game. 
where it was a concept they run, ran four verticals with the motion of, of Will Shipley into the flats. They had Jake Bernie stool on the over route or a deep bender in the middle of the field. And on the backside, you had two of those, two of the verticals open. Bo Collins won his rep, and Antonio Williams went, ran his, uh, won his rep. So, but instead, now granted, I, did, I don't mind Kate throwing the ball. He threw it to Adam Randall down the left sideline. It was one on one. I think it was single high safety. So, middle of the field close. He and he, he he threw it out there, right? Adam Randall just didn't come down with the football, right? I think he missed time to jump. The jump was awkward. Ball went right through his hands. Adam Randall has to be better. He has to play better. But in this situation, there are opportunities there. They are running deeper concepts. Is it? And, and I think. They have to get Cade comfortable, and then the offensive line has to protect him. But I do like what I've seen. And they, and they now the one thing I will say is this: don't be so repetitive because he does. He, he got he got repetitive when it comes down to like the screen game, still the screen game stuff, things like that, passes at the line or behind the line of scrimmage. I, I don't like that being so consistent. Um, but nonetheless, like you saw, you know, they would go trips, they would go get go bunch, and they would kind of force team because so. For, you know, just kind of explaining to you guys when you see trips and bunch type sets, you know, or trips bunch or whatever, or even stack sets, things like that with the receivers, it creates communication for the defense. Where if they're in man to man, they may have to they have to communicate pre snap. All right, guys, if he goes inside, he goes outside. If he goes vertical, I got him. You got him. You got him. So it creates that conversation, right? Especially if you do, you know, late in the play clock, if you move guys around, if you motion into the bunch, stuff like that. And then when you factor in, I love the pre-snap motion by Garrett Riley in the backfield with the running backs. So Will, uh, Will Shipley and Phil Maffa, he's motioning them pre-snap late into the, like, you know, right before the snap. And that's showing, helping, that's helping Kate. I talk about giving them answers. I feel like Garrett Riley is starting to find himself it's two games in, right? I'm not going to jump off the cliff and say he's the savior yet. No, but I think he's finding his rhythm as a play caller. And that happens. You're new. It, new system. Uh, it's not just the players have to get used to the system. It's the system and the coach have to get used to calling it and, and form uh, formatting the system to the players. So I like the concepts I'm seeing. They, and out of that bunch set, you know, they're, they're they force uh, Charleston Southern into more zones, like cover three, uh, you know what I'm saying, and things of that nature. And where guys um, are not manning up, they're not playing man-to-man defense, and it gives Cade where with the route concept, so you got a flat, you have a, 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 a inside button hook, then you got a corner, right, a seven route. And he ran that a good couple times on both sides of the field, and it was effective for the most part. Where Cade's getting the ball out, boom, getting it to to the receiver, into bull calls and stuff like that. And that's when you start seeing them do different things, switch releases, what we or, or you know a sw- what they call a scissor route, where you got the post corner uh, combination, and they just kind of cross over like a scissors, or you know what I mean, or like the the switch, and it forces the defense to okay, who's got who, and if they didn't communicate in time. Like you got yourself a potential busted coverage and a big play. So I see the, the concepts. I see the the potential for for him to stress defenses. Now, now it goes back to the offensive line as well. They played better against Charleston Southern, but they should have, right? Now, there's a better competition than Charleston Southern uh, this Saturday versus the Florida Atlantic Owls and everything. So now you ask, okay, can you repeat that? Can you repeat that success? Ball out again play a clean four quarters because if you can give Kate time, I do believe that Garrett Riley is going to be able to dial up the um, the deep shots. And then there was uh, the, the touchdown to, well, I think 
<laughs> thing Tony Williams had two touchdowns, but the first one to him, it was a uh, it was a slow slow read mesh kind of RPO it almost, and where he's got the belly and got the ball in the belly of the running back. He's reading the the, the kind of linebacker as the hybrid as defender. He's reading them, pulls it out, and, and delivers a strike to Antonio Williams. Right, so you start seeing that, and I'm telling you now, guys, getting Antonio Williams matched up against off coverage should be the move that should be the key because that is i think he can be the chain he's the chain to me he's the chain mover of this offense he can be the big playmaker but he's also the chain mover so what i mean by he's a guy that can keep the 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 offense on schedule on task ahead of the game and i think if they continue if they find ways to do that i think that that's going to be prevalent absolutely prevalent for success because when he faces off coverage his ability for a true sophomore remember guys i'm an nfl draft analyst and evaluator i evaluate talent going from college to the next level guys when i tell you i appreciate i truly appreciate antonio williams being a true sophomore a young player and his ability his nuance his savviness as a route runner to know how to stem and move DBs off of their spot, right? Anytime you see a DB squatting or flat-footed, they're in their box. They're comfortable. But when you move them outside of the box, left or right, whatever, right, with, you know, head fakes, jab steps, different things of that nature, you get to move them and call it displace, replace, move them, and now you get to go where you need to go. Free that path. And he understands how to do that. This young man is going to be really good, uh, you know what I mean, and not just from – just from a Clemson standpoint, but even from an NFL draft standpoint, I can't wait for him to be another year older, even more talented, stronger, faster, all that type of stuff. Because I'm gonna be talking him up because people need to understand when that's why I got frustrated, guys. When people said that the receivers can't separate, that's a lie. That is a lie. They can separate. They can. This is not a bad wide receiver core. They have to get the concepts to match the skill sets and then execute. And that when they do that. They can. This offense can really get into a rhythm. The run game is going to be there all season long. I don't think anybody's going to like. With like, of course, Florida State is going. Their defensive line is very stout and tough, but I think that we can still run the ball on them and have success. But the passing game is going to be big. So hopefully, this is the week I'm, I'm looking forward to, and we'll talk about that later on in the week. Just kind of what to. I'm going to try to get some get my eyes on Florida Atlantic's defense and check the numbers on their defensive unit and you know athletes and stuff and see what kind of threat they pose. All that type of stuff, but guys, give credit to Garrett Riley. He's he, he, like he's finding his rhythm, he's finding his footing, and I think that is a good sign. It is a good sign. I don't even think it is a good sign for your Clemson Tigers. But you want to know what's a good sign? Is determining wide receiver one and two, and we're going to talk about that. Bo Collins, Antonio Williams, Cole Turner, Adam Randall. Who is wide receiver one and two? I can tell you right now. I just talked about them. Antonio Williams and Bo Collins are the top two targets on this offense. And I'm going to tell you why that should remain going, going forward. Coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, new customers, brand new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. I want to repeat myself. Right now, brand new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus all, I said all, not new, not old. Everyone, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. And I promise you, 
that is not something that you want to play with. YouTube TV has turned Sun NFL Sunday ticket into a gold mine. So you want to get that deal if you can. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props, money lines, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. Let's close this thing out. Your wide receiver one and two is Antonio Williams and Bo Collins. These are two guys that do the most, and I think they are the biggest beneficiaries for Cade, in my honest opinion. When I'm watching this offense and I'm watching the tape, I check the, you know, I'm checking the numbers as well. I'm, I'm going to do double work here for you guys. All right. But what, one thing about it for me, guys, is just I appreciate more of what I'm seeing from Bo Collins. The, the, the route stems, uh, the ability. Listen, he dropped. He didn't get the ball. He did not get the ball. But when you talk about dropping a defender, oh, my God. Like, he dropped that guy with his route. Just really savvy, nuanced, tempo, pacing. Uh, and I talked about Antonio Williams, man. He can run routes. He knows how to stem and attack defenders. Anytime you're playing off coverage, soft coverage, you're giving cushion. What we tell receivers is simple. You want to you wanna, uh, attack vertical, get into their airways, and then once you get up on them, you treat that space like the line of scrimmage. So it's basically reset the line of scrimmage and then release into your into your into your route. So you attack vertical, get close to them, and then release. And, and he does a good job of that. Him and Bo Collins. Now here's the numbers. Who is leading in through two games? Who's leading in targets? Your top three target getters are these are your top three target getters for your Clemson Tigers: Antonio Williams, Bo Collins. And Will Shipley. Antonio Williams has 17 targets. Bo Collins has 15 targets. Will Shipley has 12 targets. And the crazy thing about it is Bo Collins and Antonio Williams are both tied with 12 receptions. Antonio Williams has 120 yards receiving and two touchdowns. And Bo Collins has 187 yards receiving and one touchdown. So when you look at these guys play, of course, Antonio Williams over almost 97% of his snaps have come have come from the slot where 93% of Bo Collins' reps have come outside. So you expect that, right? But I think these guys, they help each other out with their skill sets being so varied where you have Antonio Williams who is quick, twitch, dynamic. He's got some explosiveness to him as a route runner. And Bo Collins having kind of that tempo, that pacing, a little nuance for a big receiver, but he's a big receiver who can, when he's in open field, can open up that stride. So I think for me, guys, it's very simple as – this is a situation for me where I look at Bo Collins and, 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 you know, of course, you got Cole Turner, Adam Randall, and I want those guys to take steps forward. But, 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 I'm going to tell you, Troy Stilato, Troy Stilato, and then Brandon Spector did some, you know, kind of looked solid in terms of their route running and separation, uh, you know, um, against Charleston Southern. They didn't always get the football, but I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. This wide receiver core is better than people believe. It's just got to get the kinks out. But nonetheless, guys, when I look at this situation, it's very simple to me, man. Wide receiver one and two is Antonio Williams and Bo Collins. And I'm, I'm happy about those two guys being the top targets. I think Cole Turner can be that take the top off. Troy Brown, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's another one, right? Like, Tyler Brown, Jesus, I keep calling him Troy. I'm thinking about the New England Patriots, uh, you know, ring of honor receiver from the early 2000s, you know, 
aging myself a little bit. But Tyler Brown, I think he uh, is another guy that can take the top off, bring that speed and that explosiveness. And I, I would even say maybe – I mean, I know Masoon, you know, Tink Kelly is probably more so a DB right now. But I would say, you know, just with his ex- athleticism and speed and everything as well. But at the end of the day, guys, like I, I, I really like this receiving core and their potential. And then not only that, when you have two targets, and I think the way that like, you keep this up, and that's how I would look at it, like going forward, keep feeding you know, your top two targets, right? Because then, then you look at it, and then teams start to try and game plan and taking them away. And if they start rolling coverage, maybe bracketing one guy, you know, bracketing, trying to bracket and double team both, that opens up Jake Brinney's too. That opens up Troy Stilato. That opens up Adam Randall and Tyler Brown and Will Shipley in the passing game and Phil Moff in the passing game. It opens all those guys up. So that's my biggest thing right now, guys, is just the simple fact of the matter is this. Um, it's, it's, it's there. It's there for the wide receiver one and two is locked up right now. Uh, and this wide receiver core is better than people believe. I truly, be- I truly believe that myself. Well, I've watched the tape and they, they've gotten open. Uh, like I said, week one wasn't the best, but you saw you saw the potential, you saw the flashes, and they just need consistency, and you saw more of that in week two. So I'm telling you guys, be excited, be optimistic. Uh, they got to go out against the Florida Atlantic Owls, and we'll be previewing that offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball and everything and what we can learn in three keys and all that good stuff. We'll have all that. We'll have all that, okay? But that is our show. Shout out to Antonio Williams and Bo Collins, your wide receiver one and two for the 2023 season thus far. Uh, but we talked about who's wide receiver one and two. Uh, the offensive concepts, shout out to, to Garrett Riley. I think he's finding his footing, and I believe that if that's the case, I think it's going to be a, a better season as we continue to go forward offensively. And then Kay Klubnik, just be play point guard, then become and then develop into an elite, elite quarterback at the college football level. Stop the hero ball. Stop doing holding on to the football. Don't predetermine reads. Don't extend plays that you don't need to extend and take sacks and then force the ball into coverage or you get your instead of just not not instead of refusing to go down on the sack. You as you're going down, you throw up a prayer. He did that too, and that you know what I'm saying nobody was there, but it could have been an interception. So he's got to learn not to play hero ball. And to play smart, um, you know, smart football, and what we talk about, right? You know, be conscious of of, of turnovers and not giving the ball up to the to the opposing defense. But guys, that's our show. I had a great time talking. This is what the film showed me. This is what the film told me, guys. Thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for being my everydayers. Go subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Let's continue to pump them numbers up in the subscriptions on YouTube. Remember FTA for the algorithm comment for your boy. Let's get those those subscriptions up. Let's get to a thousand. Will you be the reason we get there? I believe in you guys. Let's have a great, let's have a even better season because we're on the winning side of things now. Um, But I will also say guys, go once you subscribe, like comment, but also hit the bell notification. So you're notified anytime I drop uh, any content on the channel because I'm going to try, you know, live stream after games, things of that nature, uh, all that stuff, YouTube shorts, every bit of it, guys. And listen, I'm going to drop the Patreon in the uh, the description of this of this episode so that you can go and watch. I did. It was about 40 minutes of me going through the film play after play, just kind of talking through things, telling you guys what's what's going on, what's being done offensively. And if you want me to do defense as well, let me know. If you want me to look at some of the young players later in the game, I could pull those clips and do another one as well. But listen, 
in terms of Twitter, um, you know, you can know what you could do. Find and follow me there, DP underscore NFL. Talk to me because I do talk back. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.